Hey, here is Natalia, and you're listening to another episode of my podcast, where we continue talking about native life fluency. In addition to the longer episodes that I have in my podcast, I decided to share some random thoughts that I have. They're not less important than the long and structured messages that I have for you, but they're slightly different. They're always spontaneous, and I myself practice spontaneous speaking skills when I record these messages for you. I record them on a whim, most often. And most often they're inspired by my students, but by what they say, by how they learn, and by what they achieve. So these are not entirely random messages. They're always relevant, because this is my work experience, And these are the thoughts and the ideas that help me grow in my work and that help other students learn. So from now on, you can enjoy shorter episodes on my podcast. You can listen to a, vo to a voice message from me while taking a morning walk, walking your dog, or doing your laundry. I don't really know how you like to listen to information, how you listen to audiobooks, podcasts, or audio messages from people. I personally like to be on the move when I listen to audiobooks and podcasts. I can't sit still and listen. If you want to discuss the podcast, make sure you join the community of practice where you can see all the show notes, all the links that I mentioned, and where you can join the conversation. I'm going to share my thoughts on how to improve your writing skills in English. A lot of people say that they need very, very strong writing skills. Maybe they study abroad and they need to write assignments in English. Maybe they're writing their thesis in English. Maybe they lecture in English or they're about to give presentations in English and they need to learn to structure their thoughts, to write down the text of their presentations. Maybe they need it for business. Maybe they need to hire people. They need to explain to new employees how things work. Maybe they're responsible for the whole onboarding process. Whatever it is, these are serious tasks. And knowing how to make a simple sentence, knowing how to make a grammatically correct sentence, doing tests that help you spot your grammar mistakes in writing is so not enough for such real-life tasks that people have ahead of them. I'm mostly talking about those people who immigrated to a new country where English is the language that everybody speaks, or those people who work in international companies where English is the language of business and everybody is supposed to know how to communicate in English. I'm talking about situations where communication must be efficient and people need to understand what you're saying, especially those people who are on your team. If this is the type of writing that you're supposed to be doing every day at work, I understand the frustration. I understand that This pain and frustration is coming from the realization that it's taken such a long time to write what's supposed to be such a short email or a proposal or feedback for a colleague or a memo. It takes people a long time because they doubt themselves so much. And because people don't like writing, they don't like the editing process, they doubt themselves a lot, they know that they're not being understood, they know that they are receiving feedback on their writing, 
from their superiors, of their from their colleagues. Uh, and it's not the most positive feedback, and they know that they can't express their, some, the, themselves clearly. Because they know all this, they hesitate to write more. And But everybody understands that in order to write better, you need to be writing more. You need to be writing more often. To write better, you need to write more. Here is the advice that I gave to myself a few years ago, and it's been working wonderful for me. It's been working for other people that I teach, and maybe it will work for you too. To write better, you need to make writing personal. Very, very personal. It doesn't mean that you have to write something that you don't care about. No one is asking you to write a novel, a book, a story for others to read. Once you shift your perspective and you start writing not to be read, but to understand, then everything changes. Once you start using writing as a tool to understand the emotions that you're experiencing, the frustration that's attached to the writing process, the stuckness that you experience about writing, the mistakes that you keep making, even though you know that you're not supposed to be making those, once it gets very, very personal, then it immediately becomes very beneficial. You will do the things that benefit you. And the more they benefit you, the more joy they bring. Don't try to write something to be read. And don't write for recognition. Don't write for positive feedback on your writing. In other words, don't write to be read. You're always going to get disappointed if other people don't like what you're writing or what you've written. And it's not the point. The point is to use writing to understand something, to understand something about your day, to understand something about your relationships with colleagues, to understand something about your own emotions, to understand something about the business. And you see, what happens when you understand is that you can put it in words. If you truly understand something, you can express it. And you can help others understand it too. When you truly understand something, you need very few words to express it. And nothing can stop you if you truly understand it. Nothing can stop you from putting your ideas down and writing them down. Even if you have grammatical mistakes in your writing, even if you don't really know how to connect words, what will drive you is this desire to understand or this realization that you actually do understand and you need to write it down. Writing must become your personal self-development tool. It gets interesting when it's personal. Make writing very personal. When it is personal, you will want to do it often. You'll be looking forward to using that tool because every time it's going to get you closer to yourself, to understanding yourself better. If you're struggling with writing as a non-native speaker and you know that you must write a lot and you must be understood and you don't really know what you should be doing to finally fix your style, your grammar, the way you explain things, make writing personal. And instead of trying to write something perfect, clear and understandable to impress other people who will read your writing, start writing for yourself. Start writing to understand things. If you've never done journaling, you don't have to necessarily begin to journal every single day. 
You can use journaling as a practice. For example, I use it as a practice. I don't journal every day, but I will grab pen and paper at those moments when I need to understand something because it helps me understand myself. And I'm not joking. This is not a joke. I'm being very serious. And the more I do so, the more interesting it is for me to apply all the self-editing tools that I'm actually teaching my students and the faster the self-editing process goes. The more often I do it, the less effort it takes. And over time, it looks as if I'm not applying any effort, but I'm actually applying a lot of effort effortlessly. When writing is personal, it doesn't feel like work. It actually brings joy. And when writing brings joy, you're happy to do more of it. You're happy to do more writing. And you're happy to explain something that you already understand. For example, something that you understand at work. Look, don't get me wrong. When I say that writing brings joy, I'm not saying that this will miraculously eliminate all the mistakes and it doesn't mean that you will not have to challenge yourself. What brings joy is the result. The result that you're able to create yourself with your own effort. I call these exercises transformation exercises. When you take a piece of writing which is messy and unclear and ugly and looks like an ugly first draft, And nobody can really understand it, including yourself. And then you transform that piece of writing into a very clear, structured, precise, compelling message. The mistake that a lot of people are making is that they are getting upset with themselves for their inability to create a perfect first draft. And they forget the laws of physics and the laws of nature and the universe, which say that your first draft can never be perfect. You're basically thinking out loud or you're thinking on paper. If you have never talked about this concept before, you're never going to come up with something clear and precise and compelling and bright. No, it's going to be messy because you've never spoken about it before. And that's exactly why you need to be talking about it out loud. We talk about things out loud because this is helping us make sense of whatever we're saying. We're helping ourselves untangle those thoughts and processes and emotions that are happening to us. We're making sense of our own experiences. People are meaning-making machines. We need to find meaning everywhere. If you haven't found meaning yet, if you're in the process of looking for it, and that's why you're talking about this thing out loud, and that's why you're writing about it, let's say you're doing the free flow writing exercise where you just take pen and paper and you write whatever comes to mind. If this is the first time you're doing this, there is no way you're going to come up with a clear and precise text, even in your first language. Trust me, try to explain something complicated or try to make sense of your own experiences in your first language. Take any situation that's bothering you, maybe a situation that's been bothering you for years, and see if you can make it in your first language. I bet you can't. The same applies to stories that you want to tell. When you practice telling stories that you've never told before, your first draft, your first try is going to be messy and unnecessarily long. But as you practice, your stories 
take form, you learn to shape them better. You learn to structure them better. And with practice, if you practice telling the same story over and over again, because you probably need to know how to tell the same story for business, it gets better and better and better. And the same happens to your writing. First, you have to deal with that ugly, long, messy first draft. And you learn to make sense of it by deleting unnecessary words, by looking at your sentence structure, by learning to connect your ideas. But it's not a boring or tiring process because you have this idea that you have to communicate and now you have to get rid of all the unnecessary elements that are in the way. So editing is a laborious process, but it's a very rewarding process because you're helping yourself see clearly. And once you've done it often enough, writing starts bringing immense joy. It becomes one of the best readily available free tools to find meaning in whatever you're doing, in whatever you're experiencing. And we all need meaning. We need our experiences to be meaningful. So if you want to get better at writing, make writing personal. That's my advice. And learn to self-edit. I give my students about 40 plus self-editing tools. And in the beginning, it's overwhelming. So you start with three, then you add a fourth one, then you add a fifth one. It doesn't mean that you will need to use all 40 plus resources every time you sit down to edit your texts. Most likely you will be working with three to five resources that will do the job for you. And the more often you do it, the fewer resources you actually need to consult. But the abundance of choice is there to help you. It's not there to overwhelm you. If you can't find something in the resources that you would use on a regular basis, go ahead and look up that information somewhere else. Go ahead and try to find the answers to your question somewhere else. You have the resources. You, you don't feel like you don't know where to go. The resources are there and many of them are, actually all of them, are absolutely free to use. And you probably need to check all of them if you're learning to understand how they work and what you can do to self-edit your writing. But the more you write, the fewer resources you will need. You will create your own pool of resources that are helping you and you will use only those. If you want to practice better writing, I suggest you start a practice routine with a clear focus. Your focus can be speed. The speed of creating clear, concise, and compelling texts. How long is it taking you now to transform your messy first draft into your very clear message? Time yourself, write down this number, and work toward reducing this number. For example, today takes you 20 minutes to write something meaningful, in your opinion, but it takes you an hour and a half to edit. And after an hour and a half of editing, you're still not sure if you did a good job. So you still have a lot of doubts about your writing and you still feel like you have to show it to a native speaker or to a colleague of yours so that they can let you know if it actually makes sense. Feedback is crucial at this stage. It's very important. This is why I give all my students detailed video feedback on everything they write. 
I don't do those writing courses where you simply give people tips, writing tips, and here you go. This is how you should write. So now you're all set. There is nothing wrong with giving people writing tips, but people need help and feedback when they write, not before they write. So when you write something down, you want to be learning to use all those self-editing resources that I'm talking about. And if you're a member of our community of practice, you can access all of them and you can watch videos where I teach you how exactly to apply those. However, you want to be receiving real-time feedback from human beings too, from people who can feel your text, from people who can relate to your text, from people who are going through the same experience from people who have helped themselves get out of this stuckness already. And they know how to self-edit because they've been there. I've been there. I know what you might be thinking and I know what you might be struggling with because I used to double-check every word that I would write and a simple email would take me hours to craft because I was never sure if I was sending the right message and I was so afraid of sending the wrong message in a foreign language. If you decide to take this advice and create a practice routine for yourself where your focus is speed, you want to be timing yourself for at least two weeks. I'm not sure how often you want to write during those two weeks, maybe every day, maybe every, every other day, but every time you want to write down your time, How long did it take you to create a text? How long did it take you to edit your text? How long did the whole process take, the whole transformation process from a messy, ugly first draft to a very clear piece piece of writing? And then you want to start working toward reducing that number. To make this process easier for yourself, I suggest that you write something personal. I suggest that you start writing to understand. And instead of writing three pages of text for each exercise, I suggest that you start with writing just one paragraph. First of all, it's going to be easier for you to edit. It's going to take less time if it's just one paragraph. And you're going to enjoy it more. And you're going to see the transformation sooner. People always want to do more because they tend to think, well, you know, I'm I'm advanced. I'm not a beginner anymore. I can write more than one paragraph. Everybody knows that you can, but that's not the point. The point is to learn to write to understand. And trust me, to write down what you understand in just one paragraph takes skill. And it's also challenging. If you can't write down what you understand in just one paragraph, write more. Sometimes I need to write a page. Sometimes I need to write three pages. Sometimes I need to write just one paragraph. I know that writing less will make the job easier for myself. However, on some days I feel like I need to write more because as I'm writing, sometimes I'm just scratching the surface and I'm not really getting down to the essence of the question. When I say the question, I mean the question that I'm asking myself. My personal writing is always centered around the questions that I have for myself. These are my everyday situations and the questions that I might be thinking about every single day, situations that I seem to be unable to resolve or situations that I don't really know how to handle or just questions, sometimes existential questions, sometimes more simple questions. But I like to ask myself questions. And if I 
have no idea what to ask. I like to reflect. I might ask myself, what was meaningful about today? What do I remember the most about today? What was my brightest memory of today? And that will be the question that I will answer in writing. A very important note here, you want to leave your writing aside for some time. I know sometimes I leave it for an hour, sometimes I may leave it for a night, sometimes I may leave it for a couple of days, but you want to distance yourself from your writing for a little bit before you're ready to come back. And when you come back to your text, you need to make sure that you have a minimum of 25 minutes of uninterrupted time. You need to factor in at least 25 minutes. If you know that you can't sit and edit your text for 25 minutes without being distracted, do not start. It's going to take a minimum of 25 minutes for you to read your text out loud, to look at each word combination, to ask yourself, do native speakers say so? To look at how you structure your sentences, to look at tenses, to check the grammar, at least 25 minutes. And the more you practice, the faster it will go. And the more you write, the longer it will take. So if you wrote three pages, it's going to take more than 25 minutes. Unless you're really, really advanced and unless you've done this exercise so many times that it takes less for you. It takes less time for me now if I write something personal. And if I write an article for my blog, it can take more time because I'm explaining more complicated matters on my blog and I want more people to understand what I'm saying. When I write for myself, I also try to be clear and I practice clarity in every sentence. But the concepts that I write about when I talk to myself are from a different dimension. And I speak from my for my soul, for my heart. It takes less intellectual effort. And that's why I want you to start with writing that is very personal. That's why I'm asking you to make your writing process very personal. Because you need to be applying a lot less intellectual effort. And that is what becomes one of the biggest roadblocks when people want to learn to write better. They apply so much intellectual effort that they block everything else. They block the intuitive process. They block the um, the way they feel about the language, the way they feel about the message. They can't feel it anymore. They're so intellectually busy constructing correct sentences that they don't see the content. They don't see if it actually makes sense. They only uh, want to make sure that the verb is used in the passive voice or in the active voice, and that's it. They only see fragments instead of seeing the whole picture. And seeing the whole picture when we talk about writing doesn't mean to come up with, a cor- with the correct text. Seeing the whole picture here means seeing how other people will receive the message and if other people will be able to receive the message. This is why I recommend that you read every text of yours out loud so that you can learn to hear yourself. Does it actually make sense? Will other people be able to make sense of it? If you have a chance to read it out loud to someone else, always use this opportunity. You will learn a lot from feedback. If you need help with writing better in English, and I'm not saying if you want to take a writing course. No, I'm not saying this. I'm saying if you want to practice with other people who are going through the same experience, and if you want to learn to communicate your 
ideas with clarity because that's what people need most of the time. They need to know that they're being clear in a foreign language. Consider writing something personal and consider joining some environment where you can receive straightforward, warm, professional feedback. You need corrective feedback here. You don't need the kind of feedback where people say, oh, everything is great, you're such a beautiful writer. <laughs> you want constructive feedback. And again, I want to go back to the importance of this idea. If you make your writing personal, your inner critic will be actually doing a very good job for you. You will be able to see better if your writing makes sense. Because you will be answering your personal questions. And if you come up with a clear answer, you're going to feel satisfied. If you've written three pages and you still haven't found the answer to your burning question, well, it means you haven't achieved clarity yet. It happened to me a million of times in the past. I would write three, four, five pages, uh, pages and barely scratch the surface because I was walking around the issue and didn't have the courage to actually tap into the issue and look at the answer that was kind of in front of me, but I didn't want to look. To drive the point home, you need feedback on your writing. And when you receive feedback, you need to work with this feedback, you need to apply this feedback, and you need to rewrite your text. This is how I organize the writing process in the community of practice where people write, learn to self-edit, read their texts out loud for one another, and over time, they improve. Over time, they start writing better and better and better. And that's what, that's what works for me. If you want to join the community of practice, if you want to join this collaborative practice and receive feedback on your writing, because I, I believe, I fundamentally believe this is one of the most important ingredients here, consider joining us too. Try it for yourself. You need to know that people care about what you have to say. And you need to start caring about your own writing. That's why, again, make it personal. <laughs> and trust me, business writing is simple. If you know how to write in human language. If you need to write for business in English, in a foreign language, all you need is you need to understand the context and the relationships between those people who communicate in writing. When I talk to people who use English for work, they know way, way more business vocabulary from their industry than I do. They speak this language every day. They know their key vocabulary. They know everything. The problem is that they don't know how to use all this vocabulary and how to communicate their ideas in clear, concise sentences so that other people who come from a different culture, who speak a different language, who write differently and think differently, so that those people understand. So that those people don't tell them, oh, why are you so rude? Why do you have an attitude? Why didn't you send it earlier? Right? Or how am I supposed to make sense of this message? Business writing is easy when you know how to write for yourself, when you know how to write to understand. So my tip, start here. And if you have any thoughts, comments, questions about this episode, please feel free to leave a comment and let's talk about it. 
If you want to see the examples of personal writing, everything that I've been talking about in this episode, you can go to the community of practice and type the word writing in the search bar, and you will see posts with examples of writing. You will find my writing, you will find the writing of students, and you will see what I mean when you read through, the, through those examples. And you can always leave a comment. You're very welcome there. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episodes.